if you want to find your power, you have to be in the now. Your power lives here, right now, in this moment, today. If you're thinking about something that you did last week or something that you're going to do in the future, your power is dispersed. Yes. You've leaked yes. your energy somewhere else, right? Bring your energy back, focus on the now, bring all your energy back into your body and find your power now. Welcome to the Goddess Talk Podcast, a platform inspiring visionary, spiritual women to remember their power, rise into their soul purpose, and activate their most fulfilling, abundant lives. Join me and my guests for conversations around spirituality, self-development, wellness, women's empowerment, and intentional, intuitive business. Thank you so much for being with me, and let's begin. Hey loves, we are back on Goddess Talk Podcast for part two of my conversation with Ariana PNR. I hope that you all had a chance to listen to part one, which was released last week, where we talked about all things archetypes and that you enjoyed it. I actually wanted to mention really quickly before we get into today's episode, which is part two, that if you feel drawn to learn more about archetypes, Ariana has a collection of videos and posts all about this stuff on her Instagram, and she has also recommended to us checking out the work of Caroline Miss, who has a book and an array of resources on her website to learn all about archetypes and also how to put together and construct your astrological chart so that you can really begin to deeply understand how these energies are playing out in your life. Um, and then Ariana has, of course, also recommended checking out the work of Plato and Carl Jung if you would like to go straight to the source for this stuff. So I will, of course, link everything below for you in the show notes for both this episode and last but I just wanted to say that because I know not, not everybody reads the show notes and I want to make sure that if you want more of this, that you know where to go. All right, so on to today's episode. We covered a lot in part two. We started with an overview of energy, chakras, and emotions and how they're all closely related to one another. And we also spoke about cleansing our energy, what that really means because energy can't actually get dirty. It's more about realigning our energy to its most optimal frequency and then how to actually do that. Um, and then we explored spiritual bypassing. So understanding why stifling and avoiding our undesirable emotions and experiences will never actually free us of them. And why instead it's our acceptance and our processing of emotions that allows them to move freely so that we may ultimately heal from them, clear them, and transcend any negative patterns attached to them. And then we close with a chat about presence and why presence is really the key to being fully in our power. Ariana introduces this concept of leaking energy and how that brings us into the past 
or the future instead of the now and how really that disperses and dilutes our true sources of power. Um, So yeah, we covered so much ground in this half. I'm really excited to share this with you so that you may better understand your own energy system. Stop being afraid of painful and uncomfortable emotions. Get into the now and step into your power. So I'm going to leave it there. Here is part two with Ariana PNR. So can you kind of break down the relationship between chakras and energy um, and emotions? And then we can talk a little bit about how we can clear energy to make space for new to come in and how we can realign and balance chakras and all of that. But just to start, um, what's the relationship between those three emotions, energy and chakras? Oh my gosh, I love this subject so much. So if I talk too much about this, just hold your hands up and tell me to shush. No, my love, I want you to keep going and going and going. Just just let it all come. This is, I want to geek out about this as much as you want to talk about it. Cool. So let's first start with we are energetic beings. And this is something we don't, we're not taught enough. We are energetic beings that are um, made up of matter. So our bodies are matter. They're dense. They're solid. But we have energy running through us constantly. Um, Our energy is not ours. It's not anyone's. It just is. And when we speak about cleansing energy we say that as a and i use it all the time but we must understand that energy doesn't get dirty so we can't actually cleanse it but we use that word and i use it predominantly because it paints a really beautiful picture for people to understand how they can ultimately move energy so chakras is a set or chakra is a Sanskrit word that we use as part of our yogic studies and, and the traditions. Um, and they mean many things, uh, a vortex of, you know, a spinning vortex, a wheel, a circle. Um, ultimately what it is, it's an energy center in the body, like a little mini data, a computer data point within the body and these energy centers are everywhere in the body and when we talk about them from a yogic perspective we speak about them running up and down the spine maybe having them in our hands as well and our feet we talk predominantly about them being uh, seven main chakras I talk about there being eight chakras because your archetypal energies actually live in the eighth chakra. Mm -hmm. Is that the soul star chakra? Yeah. So you have eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, actually that connect all my studies and the way that I have structured my work. I don't go past the eighth chakra. 
And so the whole point for me is to use the physical body and the physical experience that we have within this body, this vehicle that we live our lives, and then connect that as, as I suppose, a visceral experience to the energetic body. So chakras, data points that run up and down the spine, they govern uh, our experience, our physical experience. Each chakra has a gland that is connected to that chakra. And so we can very quickly see that not only the organs in the body have a connection to our energy centers, but the systems in our body do too. So each system has a specific frequency at which that chakra is aligned. So when we talk about energetic frequency and chakra alignment, we're actually talking about raising the frequency so that there is optimal health within the body. All right, so that's, that's energy and chakras. Emotions are just energy in motion. So when we're experiencing an emotion, it is the best thing for us because our energy is actually moving, which is what energy does. Energy moves. It doesn't stop. We talk about it being stagnant and that just means that it's moving at a, not even at a slower pace, but it, it's, it's almost congested, but it will still be moving, right? It's just kind of not flowing freely. Mm. And so if we talk about how we want to be in flow, you know, we always talk about flow state. For me, flow state is energetic flow state. This is where our energy channels, whether you call them nadis as the yogis do, or you call them meridians, like, you know, Chinese meridian theory, these energy channels that run through the body are clear and open so that the energy flows freely within the body. When we stifle an emotion, when we suppress an emotion, when we repress um, an experience and we don't allow ourselves to feel the fullness of that emotion, we actually create disturbances in our energetic field. So you have a thought, that thought is, um, you know, gives you a quote-unquote negative emotion. The negative emotion, you know, sparks a, a neuropeptide in the brain and it moves its way through the body. If we don't allow that emotion to be expressed by doing whatever, whatever, that emotion will bind itself to a part in your body. The longer that emotion stays there, the more we suppress or repress it, the deeper ingrained it becomes and the more dis-ease or disease we feel within the human body. So various parts of our body will hold various emotions. You know, some of us, there are different theories about this. There are theories that specific parts of the body will hold specific emotions like fear. Um, fear is um, held in the knees or the kidneys. Uh, resentment and anger is held in the intercostal muscles or the rib cage. Grief, non-forgiving 
resentment, all of that, because, you know, the rib cage uh, spans through towards mid chest, heart space, you know, so we have these cardiac issues um, that can come from not forgiving and holding on and, and or grieving too much. So the other part of that equation or the other theory or school of thought is that every single one of us will experience this emotion lodged in a different way in the body because we are all different and we mm. all experience things differently. And it's also important to know that emotions, we, we, give, the, we give a name to an emotion mm. and we can all talk about what that emotion feels to us. But our experience of that emotion is is very personal to to us individually and even though we can experience it collectively and talk about it as a collective and find similarities in that emotion and that experience it is individual to us so we cannot tell someone else how to feel love or how to feel grief or how to feel joy because we all express it very differently so to conclude on those those three, um, you know, the question on what's the difference between a chakra energy and emotions, they kind of all the same thing, yeah. but in different states. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you said quote unquote negative emotion, because I think that having that, um, having kind of like buckets where we put negative emotions and then positive emotions, I think that's what creates attachment to good and the desire to repel the bad. And that's where all of the, stif the, the tendency to stifle comes from, as we say, oh, it's negative. I don't want anything to do with that. It's scary, it's painful, it's gonna take a lot of time. I'm just gonna not deal with that. I'm gonna run away, I'm gonna push it down, I'm gonna avoid it, and I'm gonna cling on to what's good. And that's all about, that's what yoga is too. It's like not being attached to good and not being um, attached to not having bad, right? Just being in like the space of neutrality. So how do we like get to a space of neutrality where we're not like pushing away the bad or clinging to the good so we can allow these, this energy in motion to be in motion? Uh, good question. I think uh, acceptance, I am that I am, right? Acceptance of what is, it just is. Uh, easier said than done. But in theory, that is really where we're going with this is that Nothing is personal. Everything is impersonal. Life is as it should be. And I am whole and complete without needing anything external to me to complete me. Beautiful. I think that there is, uh, there is a, a wave, a movement that has been going on for a couple of years now where, um, People have been getting on the manifestation bandwagon, which is um, great and wonderful. And yes, we create our own reality. But I think that there are pieces of manifestation and co-creation that people are missing out on. Mm. And I think it's perpetuating this uh, desire to only be in the positive because they think that if they think negative or feel negative, they're not going to manifest whatever it is that they want. 
So I talk about this being two separate things. I talk about co-creation being something and manifestation being something different. Co-creation is where you are co-creating your experience and your reality with the universe. And so you go first, the universe goes second. You go third, the universe goes fourth. And the idea behind this is pretty much what we've been speaking about the whole time is that I have my experience I deliver, I offer, I am of service. And then whatever is waiting for me at the edge of that boundary meets me halfway, right? So if I'm going to live in a world where I'm letting negative experiences taint my belief that I can have everything that I want in my life, it's only natural that I'm going to push the negative experiences away. And that in itself is somewhat of a spiritual bypass or a bypass, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. So if we want to come to a place of acceptance, the first thing we need to understand and remember is that we are human beings. We are here for a human experience. And part of that human experience is to feel negative mm -hmm. emotions is to feel the full spectrum of what life has to give us. Because here's the jewel in this message is that enlightenment in itself or whatever it is that we're looking to experience or find the answer to is often found in the pain. So running away from these somewhat negative emotions all the time you're actually robbing yourself of finding the depth, uh, you know, that you have and where your answers lie. That's where your answers lie. And that's not to say you have to be in pain constantly to find your answers. No, but experiencing that pain is actually what makes it, um, what makes you more of a, an accepting and non-judgmental being to others. And I think that that's kind of where this all starts uh, and, and ends, actually. This is the work we're all here to do is to be loving, kind and compassionate and caring. And if we are constantly running away from our own negative experiences and emotions, then how are we ever supposed to hold space for anyone else that's going through that? It's just, it won't be possible. So acceptance of what is and helping us, um, helping ourselves find the, the harmony within the experience. Um, we talk about balancing our energy centers and that just basically means living within the, ha the harmony that you um, are creating in the experience. So that sounds a little bit cerebral, but what I mean by that is each energy center that lies within the body is connected to various emotions and various ways of being in this world. So, you know, you look at your root chakra, which is the base, it's, it's, um, it lives at the base of the spine and it governs our, our physical experience in the world. And from a, a negative perspective, it's where we house our fear and our anxieties and our, you know, our uh, almost our 
the fact that we are not eternal beings, right? You know, it's our mortality. It's like, you know, that, I mean, especially what we're going through now as a society with the illness and the virus and all of that, this is where all of that, that fear lives. So how do we balance that? We actually find, we, we understand that that is real and true. And if we're feeling those experiences and those energies and those emotions, then allow them to be there. Don't resist them because they will actually bubble up to the surface and become even worse than they are. So allowing ourselves to move closer towards that emotion, but also having practices that bring us back into the physical, the now, the here, which can look like grounding practices, which can look like getting out into nature. You know, if we're all energetic beings, plants in themselves will have an energetic aura. Being close to nature and in, in Mother Nature herself, we will absorb the aura, the aura of the plants and therefore help calm our nervous systems. So balancing our energies can look very different to each and every one of us. And all it is, it's, it's about understanding that there may be negative experiences that are connected with our experience as human beings and that those experiences or the way that we feel about them, they're not wrong. They're not bad. They just are. We don't make them mean anything. We don't attach ourselves to the experience. And then, yeah, we find ways in which we can support ourselves and draw us back into alignment. And, you know, if you, you know, we spoke about congruency earlier on, congruency is having our feelings and our thoughts and the way that we are, our actions, our words, all singing the same tune, all beating to the same drum, you know? So you can't be anxious and worried and then on the flip side of that, think that it's just all love and light and that you can bypass those experiences and just think happy thoughts and it'll go away because the experience is still in your body. You're still feeling that anxiety within your body. You may be having a panic attack. You can't just bypass that, moving towards it to understand what's causing the anxiety. What are you worried about? This is the what, why question. You know, am I worried about passing? Am I worried about my children? Am I worried about the planet? Where is that anxiety coming from? And then helping yourself to choose something different and grounding yourself and centering yourself to bring yourself back into alignment. So again, just the same thing as with the chat, with the archetypes, we can get caught up in all of it being so pretty and the chakras are all the rainbow colors. And, you know, I can have a chakra cleansing done and it's just so hip and so um, enlightened of me to go and get, you know, all of these practices done by a healer. And, and I'll get a green juice on the, on the ride home and wear my Lululemons while I'm at it. Right? <laughs> exactly. And, and this is the thing is that, yeah, that's all fair and well, and we've all got to start somewhere. And there's absolutely no judgment if you've never heard of these practices before and you're thinking about, you know, what is a chakra? And I don't even really understand the concept. If that's where you're starting, then that's fine. But that is not the end point. The end point is to really do the work and to understand where all of these imbalances are rooted. Like what are they rooted in and why are you feeling these emotions that um that you think are um uncontrollable 
we don't want to control them, but we want to understand why they're there. So acceptance, balancing your energies by understanding what is driving you towards feeling the negativity and then bringing that back into alignment by choosing differently. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh, that was such a rant. Oh no, but so, so good. And, um, what you said about uh, like often the lesson is in is in the pain. Often the lesson is in the shadow. It, it's interesting how many how much this is parallel as well to the, what you were talking about with archetypes. Um, but yeah, it's also that's the liberation going into it, diving into it. That's where the liberation comes from. And if we think about the soul contract, we came here to heal out certain patterns. So if we're constantly running away from the emotions and stifling the emotions, they never actually get resolved. It's like, you know, the saying, what we resist persists or, um, you know, that's exactly what's happening here. So we can think, oh, I'm running away from this, but we're really, as long as we're avoiding it, that's the surest way to keep it around. Exactly, you're prolonging it, right? Yeah. Like this, this energy is just like, just look at me, look at me. Look yeah. at me. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. So is that, so is this what cleansing your energy is? It's just about diving into what is. That's what people mean. That's what people really are getting at when they say cleansing your energy. It's not just about waving your sage wand and uh, doing a, a ceremony. Yeah. So I'll speak for myself. And I think that there are many different types of um, healers out there that will consider cleansing energies and and ceremony as something different to them. And so for me, I, uh, the cleansing of my energy is, is practically bringing myself back into present time and um, allowing for what is to be and to almost, um, unplug I think of my energy as like I have like energy circuits in my body and I Mm want to unplug from all of the things that are weighing me down so if I have a situation in my life where I have been unforgiving me me being unforgiving and that that means I'm actually holding on to something and so I have an energy circuit plugged into that And so that is distorting my energy field because my energy is not plugged back into me. So what I actually want to do in that moment when I'm cleansing my energy is I'm, I'm acting in forgiveness. I'm working on forgiving. I'm working on taking my energy out of said event person thing and bringing it back to me where it belongs. The more I am in, um, you know, anger or resentment or any of those emotions that are that are heavy whenever I'm thinking about something that is not in the present time I'm leaking my energy mm-hmm. so if I want to cleanse which as we said earlier there is this we can't really cleanse we just want to bring we want to take away anything that's clogging up our energy field we want to remove disturbances mm-hmm. and you know any thoughts whether they be about the future or the past they're taking us out of the present moment Like if you're, if this is the the most important thing, if anyone's going to get anything out of this um, podcast is like, if you want to find your power, you have to be in the now. Your power lives here right now in this moment today. If you're thinking about something that you did last week or something that you're going to do in the future, your power is dispersed. 
You've leaked your energy somewhere else, right? Bring your energy back, focus on the now, bring all your energy back into your body and find your power now. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I see this all the time with my clients too. Um, Cause you know, I help people with their, with their business and, um, something that a lot of my clients, my clients are always in the future. They're always thinking, okay, well, when I have this many followers and when I have this, this many clients that I've worked with, or when I have my business is built up to this level, then I'll feel powerful. And it's like, I'm always redirecting them back to the now, because that's just to echo what you're saying. That's exactly it. That's where we find true power, not like these false sources of external power, but like our true um, sovereignty really. Yeah, exactly. I love that word so much, sovereignty. It's so true. Like you can, you know, I've had clients that say to me, and I myself have thought this before. Uh, so what does that mean? I'm never going to plan for the future. And I'm like, hold on a minute. When you're in planning mode, you're still in the now. Even when you're thinking about the future and you're planning for the future, in that moment, you're in the now planning for the future. What we don't want is for you to be finding your joy, your happiness, your approval, your external validation in the future. If you're in a visualization where you're actually calling in your future and you're doing a true manifestation visualization, you're still in the now because you're meditating and you're performing something that's in the future, but you're present for the practice. What I mean by not being in the future is not thinking like you're doing something, you're writing out a thesis or you're doing something for your work and all you keep on thinking about is how you're going out on Friday night. Uh, you're not actually present. You're not focused on what you're doing. You're plugged into something that hasn't happened yet. Right. So, and the same goes for past. The conversation that you had, the way you left a relationship, the 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 worrying about what people thought about you two years ago at that party because you said something that was a little bit confronting gosh you know unplug yourself from that yeah. it doesn't matter it's done it's dusted if you need to have a conversation with someone to rectify whatever that was then do it yeah. or don't do it make a choice but stop leaking your power to something that's happened mm. I love the analogy of the plugs. And I think for people listening, just having that visual representation of like what cleansing actually feels like is so helpful. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I will say that that is something that I learned from a distant mentor of mine. Her name's Caroline Mace. Um, she is just someone that I have been um, reading. I mean, I've read her books and, and I really resonate with her message and her messaging. And if anyone has got any questions on archetype, you know, archetypes and archetypal profiling, she does so much beautiful work um, on her website. So that's Caroline, I-N-E-M-Y-S-S. Well, and yeah. um, I always want to give credit where credit is due. And so the, the, the plug analogy comes from from Caroline Mace and um, I've loved using it because it does give such a good visual, doesn't it? Like when you're in the moment, you're like, gosh, I've just plugged my energy into this thing that is just not even worth it. So yeah, plug it back in. Cool. 
Well, this has been such a phenomenal conversation. We could keep going, I'm sure, but we already might have to split this up into two parts because we're already well over an hour. Um, and I still have two questions left for you. I always close with one for everyone, but I have a bonus one that I'm going to ask just for you. The first thing that I ask everyone is if you could tell your younger self one thing using the insight and wisdom that you have now, what would it be? Don't shrink. Just stop shrinking. Stop trying to fit in. Stop trying to be like everyone else. Just be who you are unapologetically and wholeheartedly. Yeah. A lesson I, I learn every day, it feels like. It's like there's always another layer of that lesson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, the one I'm going to throw in just for you is what does it mean to you to be fully in your power? It means being unattached to an outcome. It means making decisions because it feels good. It means being present. And it means living a life to its fullest expression, the highs and the lows and everything in between. That is powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Will you tell everybody where they can find you if they want more and how they can work with you? Yes. So my website is ariana.com.au and that's spelt A-R-I-A-N-N-A. And my Instagram handle, which, which is kind of like my digital playground, is at Ariana Pinner. And I'm sure you'll link it up in the show notes as well. I hang out on InstaG a lot and I, you know, answer as many questions as I can. I have um, sacred social media time where I have quite a few questions that come through and I'll either respond personally or um, collectively. And yeah, all my offerings are on my site. I have a beautiful um, offering that's actually coming up over the next few months. So have a look at the, at the website at the tag called Lessons in Truth. And um, yeah, I'm so super excited and also so grateful that you had me. And it's been such a joy to speak to you. And I can't believe that we have gone over time because it just feels like we just got on the phone like a couple of minutes ago. So thanks for holding space for me to riff about the things that I love. Yes, of course, my love. It's my honor to have you on the show. Um, everything we shared was just in such alignment. Um, my whole body said yes to it the whole time. And, and just thank you for being here and sharing all of your light. Thank so you. much love. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you so much for being with me today and listening to the Goddess Talk podcast. If you like these episodes, I would deeply appreciate you subscribing and leaving a five-star review. You can come and visit me online at goddessbrandco.com or connect with me on Instagram at I am Kristen Lynch. Sending so much love and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.